0: Hello and welcome to the download. I'm your host Dave Richardson, and it is a slightly delayed Stu's Days uh, with uh, our beloved Stu Kedwell, co-head of North American equities at RBC Global Asset Management. I should throw that title in from time to time because it is uh, it is important that people know that you that you know what you're talking about. Yeah, I suppose so, Dave. <laughs> I mean, no, when you have a title like that, you 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 know. Chief cook and bottle washer, as my mom would say. <laughs> Well, you see, it's that humility um, that uh, is what keeps you on top. Well, the market is a humbling place. <laughs> it, it, it it is indeed, and uh, we're 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 late because uh, I think most listeners are, are in are in Canada, but for those listeners outside Canada, it is the uh, May two four or Victoria Day weekend. Uh, so we all had Monday off here, so we pushed Tuesday's back a day. And get going. And uh, how big was the uh, the weed pile from Victoria Day, uh, Stu? Because I know this is uh, this is your prime well, weeding weekend. Yeah, this is
1: this. If you're a weeder, this is the time of year. You know, <laughs> uh, like I would think I was getting dandelions in like half an hour. I would I would turn around. and I'd be like, wow, there's another one. I got to go get it. So, and I'm, I'm and I'm walking the beat. I'm walking the beat when it comes to uh, the weed season uh, on my lawn for sure.
0: A, uh, a a perfect lawn. I, I'm I'm using uh, somebody somebody emailed me because um, I got the lawn tractor to do mine, and th- this whole idea that you um, you continually mow, you mow almost every day, right? And you just clip the tops of the weeds off, and grass is is more robust than the weeds, so mm-hmm. the so you eventually just kill off the weeds. It's kind of like you're 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 running your own golf course takes a little bit of uh, effort though but I like being in the outside rolling around on the tractor feel good yeah
1: no I can see that I got more one that's like planting trees like it's like you take them out by the roots one by one uh, so we're from different schools on that Dave
0: well um, and and uh, the uh, the trajectory of our careers uh, speaks for what <laughs> uh, what approach our, our listeners should follow so let's let's get into that because uh, we, we, we know as, as well as the weeding season talk many times for for regular listeners nothing, uh, is more like uh Christmas day to you than uh bank earnings season. And we got a couple of banks out already. Any, any, anything in those numbers, I guess they, they weren't great, but kind of, that was what you expected, right?
1: Yeah. They, I think that's, I think that's kind of bang on. They were both a little bit lower than, than the headline expectation. Um, you know, I think they're kind of reflective of the environment that we're in. Uh, you know, if we, you know, if we take a step back, uh, you know the economy is is downshifting. Uh, you know the recession has been very well discussed. Uh, that's a tougher revenue environment. You know so it, it's the same for banks. You start to see a little bit of slowing in loan growth. You see less capital markets activity. You know some of these types of things. Um, but you know the thing that kind of stood out in both of these banks was more on the expense side. Um, you know just as lots of businesses are dealing with inflation, there's some. You know, expenses that were loaded into the pipeline, uh, you know, whether or not it's technology costs, data costs, employment costs, these types of things that, um, you know, coalesced at the same time as revenue started to slow. Um, you know, there was lots of discussion on in each case around commercial real estate exposure and, and, uh, you know, what that might mean. Um, but, uh, you, you know, again, I it was relatively manageable. So we're just in this kind of holding period where, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to work our way through a slowdown. Uh, dividends are attractive. Both banks today, as a matter of fact, increase their dividend. Uh, you know, kind of looking through the cycle, uh, you know, return potential looks looks certainly more interesting, but it's just that, uh, you know, that last period of malaise that investors are, are
0: working through. Yeah, and Canadian bank stocks have uh, certainly had a rough couple of weeks. And uh, we, uh, we, we we talked about that with uh, with Scott Lizikowski just in terms of uh, – Everything Canadian and the nature of the Canadian market, you've got the big financial institutions and you've got the, uh, the commodity complex or resources, materials, and both have had a tough little run. So Canada itself has been uh, a, a bit of an underperformer, albeit after a, a, you know, a couple of years of, of really good relative performance to, to the rest of the world. Yeah,
1: and it's, in, you know, like the cyclical component tends to, you know, focus a little bit on global growth. Um, you know, banks are often a little bit more cyclical. Yeah, I, I do think that, and we talked about this before, that discussion between Canada and the US has changed a little bit uh, because of you know, some of the big changes in the markets over time. Uh, you know, so we're a bit more of a fan of you know, stock by stock, sector by sector, when it comes to uh, North American markets. Um, but you know, areas of the market in general, whether or not it's the S&P or the TSX that are a little bit more cyclically focused, have struggled in the last six weeks uh, or so. And, um, you know, the S&P is not too far from its highs, but it's narrowed uh, around, uh, you know, a handful of stocks that are very, you know, kind of driven by artificial intelligence. Um, you know, we've, we've joked about ChatGBT, but, you know, the, the use cases for artificial intelligence are, are, definitely, um, are definitely multiplying, you know, quickly. And you know the basket of stocks that are either providing the technology, the software, using artificial intelligence. The you know many big tech stocks in the United States have uh, you know have been stronger performers. Uh, the likes of Google, Microsoft, Nvidia, that type of thing. Um, you know that you know a basket of artificial intelligence stocks might be up uh, you know forty to fifty percent. Uh, you know just so far this year. Um, so you know that that's that's kind of been a benefit to the S and P as a whole. But you know, if we go back and look under the hood, uh, you know what's happened in a majority of the S and P five hundred looks not dissimilar to what's happened in Canada, where you know some cyclically cyclically exposed industries have, have definitely paused or their share prices, anyways.
0: Yeah, and and um, y- you know the the, um, the the AI thing I think of as uh, you know you're you're going to find more and more uses for AI. Think of it as uh, you know, if AI is supposed to be, uh, you know, artificial intelligence, like we have real intelligence, same idea, I can come up with lots of reasons for, uh, I, I, my, my boss should give me different projects, different things to do, and arrays. So you think AI is going to come up with lots of different ideas for it to do itself, along with the ideas we have for it. And, and it doesn't ask for a raise does that uh, <laughs> does that all is, is that is that ultimately is that is that part of the the, the, the thinking in terms of, of inflation and how much uh, you know that, that that maybe even AI is a little bit of a uh, you know taps the brakes a little bit on on longer term wage growth and inflation or is that is that way too far out to be thinking about that
1: well it, it is it is far out although it's happening at a considerable pace when you look at the amount of users of chat GPT, I think it's one of the fastest user-based growths uh, of all time, um, you know, I think there's these kind of competing interests like on the on the longer term, inflation is going to be you know, tougher to wrestle down. You have uh, the reshoring of a lot of production. You have the decarbonization of the economy. These are two significant long-term trends that uh, you know, tighten up uh, certain labor markets and things like this, and are likely to be a little bit you know, more pressure on inflation. Artificial intelligence could be a very large productivity tool that could, you know, dampen some of those trends. Um, You know, I think we still think, you know, the base case is it's going to be harder to get inflation, you know, right back down to 2% and hold it there. But inflation also is in the process of coming down. Um, You know, so the, the, you know, the debate really was, you know, between, say, you know, two and three and a half or two and three, uh, you know, with the presence of artificial intelligence, maybe longer term, it helps. You know, it helps kind of contain or be at the the middle of that range versus the other two, kind of push it more towards towards the top.
0: So, so as, as we get back to the bank and and the the, the costs that they're experiencing, um, is, is is that you say that you're you're seeing that across firms, but the banks are particularly labor intensive, or or in terms of you know a, a lot of their costs are related to human capital um, versus other industries. Um, is is this it it, are 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 you convinced the 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 banks are going to be able to get those costs under control and and if if not is that a sign or if so is that a sign for the for the broader economy in terms of what way the labor market's going to go and where wage pressure is going to go over time
1: uh well you know the banks have been pretty good over time of balancing uh you know because there's variable compensation inside of a bank so you know they're pretty good at balancing you know revenue with expenses over time i you know, I still think we're in this, you know, we're in this period of time where, um, you know, revenue growth is getting a little bit tougher to come by. And the calls on revenue, like if you think about the income statement, they're all still having some pressures, right? Like uh, capital wants to get paid more with higher interest. Employees want to get paid more because unemployment is still uh, very low. And governments likely want a little bit more tax revenue, uh, you know, watching, you know, trying to balance the budget in the United States. Um, you know, governments around the world are also looking at uh, at corporations and saying, you know, is there is there a little bit more for us? So, you know, those three things need to get balanced. Uh, you know, there you know, we talked about, you know, a couple about a month ago, like unemployment claims uh, for the very first time kind of peaked above a longer term moving average. So, you know, there are some signs that the, you know, the employment market is is not quite as robust as it was two or three months ago, which. You know, no one likes to see anyone lose their job, but ironically, like taking away some of that 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 employment pressure may help a little bit uh, again on the wages front. Yeah, um, when you see business slow, it'll need slightly less employment. That's uh, you know, that's going to be part of the process here. It's a balancing act that, uh, you know, central banks are trying to uh, you know bring down inflation without too much of the dire consequences that often come with bringing down inflation. You know, that's where the, the market kind of gets in this holding period, because you're seeing some earnings, uh, you know, get depressed in the short term, but at the same time, there's not this kind of, you know, liquidation of asset prices that can often come in that very short period of, of tense period of time. So people are still willing to look longer term and and say, okay, well, earnings might be depressed, but this is what they'll be on the other side of the value, on the valley. This is how they could trade and, um, you know, compare that to where current prices are and compare it to fixed income. So, you know, there's that. Yeah, it's just a, it's a it's one of those kind of, uh, you know, sanguine environments a little bit where, you know, valuation is not cheap. It's, you know, it's a little bit expensive, but it's not expensive enough to really, uh, you know, derail things. Uh, earnings, uh, you know, likely coming down, but maybe not for that long, because yeah. even when we get a recession, it, it may not be, you know, that deep. And then sentiment like everyone, you know, you, you made the point before we started the most anticipated recession of all time, (laughs) Uh, you match that with the investor sentiment, which is quite poor, right? Um, You know, people are braced for something. So, you know, that's why in in the short term, you know, the stock market trading is often a little bit more, you know, art than science. And we're just trying to balance all those all those features. Um, You know, we do know longer term, uh, you know, what drives stock prices is dividends, earnings growth that drives dividend growth. Uh, you know, valuations, you know, we would use like some normal level out in the future. So, you know, when we're thinking about normalized returns, we're trying to, you know, use, you know, kind of those types of figures in the short term, uh, you could make very compelling cases that, you know, we're a little bit elevated and we're due for a pullback. And you could also make a fairly compelling case that, that, you know, this, this, this pullback has been so much, so, so much discussed, it won't be uh, what people think it might be.
0: And we should uh, we should go back and mention that the uh, the banks that have reported in Canada uh, did increase their dividends. So that was a uh, that, that that was a a, a nice plus for uh, for people who like dividends. And I I uh, I, I know somebody who really likes dividends.
1: <laughs> I do like dividends. And the other one I I do like in this environment, which uh, you know get your get your your cup ready. But dollar cost averaging, you know, when when the environment can veer in both directions, which it could right now. Yep. Uh, you know, dollar cost averaging through that process of time, through that malaise, you know, usually is a, a pretty invest interesting uh, investment proposition.
0: And, and and that would be your general response to the old the old line. Since we're we're sitting between Victoria Day in Canada, Memorial Day in the U.S., the old sell in May and go away line. That's right,
1: sell in May and go away. Uh, you know, we were you know, sell in May, go away is a great one. Uh, you know, I used to have. Uh, uh, you know, sell uh, August long weekend. Uh, you know, there's all sorts of buy when it snows, sell when it goes. Uh, that was another favorite from uh, Don Vilo, who was a great technician when I started uh, in my career. Um, you know, so that you know, that's I think you know, malaise is kind of the the story of the day.
0: But but it but it's uh, as as you mentioned again talking about what we we were talking about before. You know, you don't you don't like to sell into you don't like to sell a dull market, right? Well, that's. <laughs>
1: that's right you know you're 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 getting the best of a two-handed stuke Edvo for sure um, <laughs> you know but uh when we look at the the sentiment data when we look at the survey data people have brought their equity exposures down and um you know sometimes in those environments like you get bad news and the markets just don't really respond to it so you know we're we're uh we're open minded on on uh, on both sides uh and um and, uh, and that's kind of the environment we're in right now.
0: Well, you know, you know who loves a two-handed Stu Kedwell? <laughs> Our listeners. You know who hates a two-handed Stu Kedwell? Your weeds. <laughs> that's right. The weeds on your <laughs> lawn. Because yeah, that is a productive weeder, a two-handed Stu Kedwell. So, uh, so watch out weeds and uh, we'll keep watching the markets. And uh, we'll be back uh, next Tuesday with, uh, with another update from Stu. Stu, thanks as always for your time. Great, thanks Dave.
1: This recording has been provided by RBC Global Asset Management Inc. for informational purposes only and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. You should consult your own legal, accounting,
0: tax, investment, or financial planning advisors before engaging in any transactions.